All right, 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. Some breaking news about the auto show. We'll get to that momentarily. First, I want to go out to Rochester, catch up with my buddy Dave. What's up, David? Hey, Chris. How are you? Good, man. A critical point about uh, Chris Christie dropping out. He uh, uh, He's going to throw his endorsement to the critical New Hampshire real primary in 12 days, uh, uh, the 23rd of this month. And the, if they want the endorsement, the two candidates, he's given the criteria. The criteria is, look, at, he's a never-Trumper. He doesn't believe Trump is fit to be president, and mm-hmm. he does not believe anyone who says contrary is not fit to be president. And I, I don't see Nikki Haley crossing that threshold, or, or really DeSantis for that matter. But uh, he, he, I don't think he's going to support Haley. I don't think he likes Haley. Second, second point is. So, do you think um, he just sits it out then? Uh, well, unless he can get one of them to come into never tr- make a solid make a solid commitment for a, a never Trump vote, which yeah. I don't think either one will do. Right. Uh, the other point you brought up is yeah, the inflation. Did you did you see the inflation report today? Uh, yeah. What did you make That's of it? Pretty damn good. Well, I think it's. I think the the Fed has already overshot the mark. We're in deflation territory. One thing when this when this uh, front of the month uh, report comes out, it's really effed up. Unless you make one simple adjustment, you got the weightings there. The rent's really screwed up. All you got to do is, uh, if you don't want to do the simple math, just go to Fred CPI all less rent to shelter. Okay. Okay. And all of a sudden, it changes dramatically. It's a negative territory this month. Negative territory for the past three months. For the last 18 months, is 0.16%. And then you look at what the new rents are from rent.com, Zillow, for the 18th three months. They're negative. Yeah. For what last month, the three months, guess what? That's going to happen. It's 18 months in the rear. So that's going to be replaced by current. Like because it's eight yeah. months in the rear, it's going to be replaced. Uh, so look, we've already uh, over. Yeah, th- there's no doubt it's some good news, David. I appreciate it. I got to move on, but that's good stuff. Uh, in the meantime, some breaking news about the Detroit Auto Show. It's moving dates once again. Expected to move back to January. Kaylee Hall, the automotive reporter at the Detroit News, joins us. Kay- uh, Kaylee, good to have you. Hey, Chris, thanks for having me on. What what was the decision-making here? It, it, it doesn't seem like the, the auto show is talking just yet, but but yeah. why the move back to the winter? It's um, a good question. We still haven't heard directly from them on, on that yet. We're, we're obviously trying to, to get some feedback there. But, you know, from the folks that we've spoken to, I think a lot of people really – uh, remember it being in January timeframe and September, you know, it was, it was good for the outdoor opportunities and, you know, we had some great indoor tracks, but also um, this past September, there of course was the interruption of the UAW contract talks, uh, mm-hmm. which prevented me from really experiencing the show because I was um, so focused on that. Yeah. So, and I'm a, a member of the press, right? right? And a lot of members, a lot of members of the press were on the same boat that I was in. So I don't think that that helped them. Um, and then you might remember the first time we had it in September, we had a visit to the president, which kind of um, made the show interesting, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gave it some, gave it a nice egg, but um, it also interrupted the the press day a lot. So. Well, it, it does. Do you believe this has anything to do with the show? You know, paring down. I mean, obviously, all of these shows across the world are 
are changing, especially post-pandemic. But right. do, do you right. think this has anything to do with, with just the, the narrowing of the focus of these auto shows? And, I mean, look, when it was in January uh, pre-COVID, it, I mean, it, it really was the only game in town. I know yeah. it was cold, it was wet, it was slushy and, and gross, but... But, it, I mean, it was the only game in town, and I think attendance figures sh- w- would bear that out, that people did come out, they braved the elements, but but they, they were they were pretty good attended shows. Yeah, from what I understand, you know, it gave something gave people something to do in a somewhat depressing month for all of us, right? right. But I, I don't want to make it like, you know, the, the, uh, the Detroit, this isn't a Detroit auto show alone problem. Every auto show has yeah. had struggles yep. in, in, in the years since the pandemic, and probably even before, because automakers recognize that, you know, why would they share the stage with other OEMs when, when they can do something on their own? Like you might remember Ford um, revealed the, the F-150 Lightning, the electric F-150 yeah. at their headquarters. And yeah. it was it an awesome event. It was, it was really cool. And, um, you know, they could do things like that. They don't need to have, you know, they're changing up their marketing strategy. And in some cases, they're also pulling marketing dollars back and doing some of these shows. It's, it's really expensive and it's, it's a quick way to, to cut costs and not really have to feel um, uh, the effects of cutting the cost because there's other things they can do. To... Um, so again, it, it's not just a Detroit auto show issue. I think every auto show across the country is sort of trying to figure out, who, you know, its identity and trying to figure out, you know, what's the best way of getting both the consumer, but also the industry there. And, um, really meeting the needs for all. Well, and, and the Detroit Auto Dealers Association, the DADA, is, is, has utilized the M1 Concourse in Pontiac, too. You pointed that out in your piece in the yes. Detroit News with Motor Bella, and they have different uh, other events out there, too. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, certainly how the auto show is changing and evolving, but then how they continue to use some of our other assets uh, in the area. Uh, Kaylee Hall, good stuff. Good to talk with you as always. Yeah. Happy New Year. We'll talk again soon. Happy New Year. Take care. Bye. Yeah. Uh, real quick, 800-859-0957. 800-859-0WJR. I want to fit in a call here before we go to break. Tom's in Ann Arbor. What's up, Tommy? Tom, got to turn the radio down, my man. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, what's up, Tom? Well, I was watching the Maria Bartiroma show about three Sundays ago, and I always knew this, but she even brought it out. She says they're going to do everything they can to fudge the numbers to get Biden reelected. They're going to fudge the stock market. They're going to fudge the gas prices. They're going to fudge inflation. And every there's no reason why the stock market should be going up right now. Inflation's high. You got wars going on all over the world. They bring all these illegal immigrants up here. They're flooding our, our, our states that don't have any money. There's no reason for the stock market to, to go up other than they're fudging it. They're going to lower the gas prices before the election and tell everybody, look how great yeah. everything is. Yeah. It's just all going to be phony. It's going to be fool's gold. You know, Tom, what, gonna be. what's interesting is, I mean, look, I, 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 not much of a conspiracy theorist, but boy, it sure is ironic that gas prices are coming down now as we, as we, you know, are, are in full blown election cycle mode. It, interesting that inflation continues to remain relatively low as they try to get that 2% mark. I mean, it, it just is very interesting how, how for for roughly two and a half years, I mean, we've been in a in a spiral, and now as we get into twenty twenty four, very important election cycle, the things are starting to clear up a little bit. Tom, I appreciate the call. Here's the other thing that I, I think that we're going to have a really difficult time seeing, and and I don't think we will see it. Is I talked about the mobilization of a number of different, you know, highly 
viewed and and important sectors, whether it's Hollywood or the music industry. I, I think you're going to see more and more from those crowds. It's going to be difficult to really stump on behalf of Joe Biden and the Democrats. I think it's I think it's a it's a much different political climate in 2024 than it was even in 2020. And that and that's includes the Donald Trump effect. But I think that there are there are a, a number of questions that if you participate in that, you would need to answer. You would need to answer for. And I'm not sure that those industries want to get involved as much as they did in 2020. Got to take a break. We'll mix in a little sports with Steve Courtney next on JR Afternoon. 